0: In the exposition of the doctrine of salvation, the congregation here has come to Lord's Day 45 of the Heidelberg Catechism. So it's my privilege this afternoon to proclaim the Word of God to you as we summarize and confess that in Lord's Day 45 of our Heidelberg Catechism, page 554 in our Book of Praise. Lord's Day 45, where we echo the Word of God as follows. Why is prayer necessary for Christians? Because prayer is the most important part of the thankfulness which God requires of us. Moreover, God will give His grace and the Holy Spirit only to those who constantly and with heartfelt longing ask Him for these gifts and thank Him for them. What belongs to a prayer which pleases God and is heard by him. First, we must from the heart call upon the one true God only who has revealed himself in his Word for all that he has commanded us to pray. Second, we must thoroughly know our need and misery so that we may humble ourselves before God. Third, we must rest on this firm foundation that although we do not deserve it, God will certainly hear our prayer for the sake of Christ our Lord, as he has promised us in his word. What has God commanded us to ask of him? All the things we need for body and soul as included in the prayer which Christ our Lord himself taught us. What is the Lord's prayer? So far, Lord's Day 45. In response to the sermon, we will be singing all four stanzas of Psalm 130. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, this afternoon, brothers and sisters, we have our focus on prayer. As you may be aware, prayer is very common. It's as old as the world. Prayer is practiced the whole world over. Peoples of all nations and through all ages have prayed. Christ also mentions the pagans who pray. They keep on babbling, he said, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Matthew 6, verse 7. So there are pagan prayers. Yes, in pretty much every religion, prayer is a standard activity. The Jews do it. They even have their wailing wall in which they insert their prayers on paper. The Muslims have their set times for prayer, announced by trumpet sounds. The Hindus pray, as do the Buddhists. The Americans pray, even twice, at the inauguration of their president. They pray at the launching of a rocket or spacecraft. Soccer players pray at World Cup soccer, before and after they enter the fields, you name it. At all times, people everywhere have been kneeling or raising hands, crying or mumbling petitions. They all say, "Oh God, praying for their needs. Now, this afternoon, beloved, we set out on a course on prayer. Why is prayer necessary for Christians? The Heidelberg Catechism asks. Why do Christians have to pray? Because God wants it. However, those who pray must do so in spirit and truth, the Lord Jesus has said. We need to learn how to pray. The Lord Jesus taught us how to pray. He commanded us to ask God for all things we need for body and soul. We need to in order that we may use all we need in our life of thankfulness to the Lord. That's why Christians pray indeed, because they are thankful for God, for their life with God. They are thankful that God has delivered them and has redeemed their life by Jesus Christ. Now they pray to God in Christ, our risen Lord, because that's the way they receive their whole life from God. They trust that he will fill their needs, all their needs, for body and soul. That's what I proclaim to you. Thankful Christians pray from the depths of sin our first point, to the height of heaven, our second point, over the breadth of life. The third point, thankful Christians pray from the depths of sin to the height of heaven over the breadth of their life. So first of all, thankful Christians pray from the depths of sin. That's what we learn to see in Lord's Day 44, brothers and sisters, that was the last Lord's Day on the law. It showed from our confession of the 10th commandment the depth of our sin from which we are delivered. That's a depth which makes us small and humble, yes, very dependent indeed. It left no room for pretensions, no place for arrogance and pride, Perhaps, for people, we may put up a front of confidence and self-reliance. In the eyes of men, we may seem to manage quite well. However, for the Lord, our hearts and lives are open and bare. Our thoughts and needs, our desires and wants, He knows. We confess it in the knowledge that not even the slightest thought, or desire, contrary to any of God's commandments, should ever arise in our hearts. How about that? That's how we are standing in this world, beloved, in the depth of our sins. That as we, as believers, us, Christians, yes, we confess the holiest, have only a small beginning of a new obedience. Let's be aware of that. We must thoroughly know our need and misery, the Catechism says. If we would come to God in arrogance, presenting to Him our rights and royalties, we won't be hurt by Him. Remember the hearty prayer of the Pharisee in the parable whom Christ denounced. Even this small beginning of a new obedience is not our work, but God's. We won't be able to come back to God on our own. It's not by our performance that our relationship with God is restored. Christ Jesus, full atonement made and brought to us salvation. Each Christian, therefore, may be glad and build on that foundation. Thy grace alone, O Lord, we plead. Thy death is now my life indeed, for thou hast paid my ransom, as the hymn goes. Grace alone can save you. That's why we pray from the depth. O God, have mercy on me, a sinner. From this depth, you also pray for the Holy Spirit. You know what the Lord now requires of you, and you want to live accordingly. You sincerely desire, no, not to do some extraordinary things, impress your God or your neighbor or so, but to be obedient, to serve Him, to seek His kingdom with your life. Yet you know you can't. You can't on your own. You can never win the battle with sin, overcome the evil one. That's why you pray from this depth of sin. Will you, therefore, uphold and strengthen us by the power of your Holy Spirit so that in this spiritual war we may not go down to defeat? Question and answer 127. So prayer, brothers and sisters, is taught and commanded so that we won't say any longer, I can do it myself. You know, your little one may say that at a certain moment, I can do it. You want to help him put on a jacket, but he pulls away, me do it. Of course, then you can let him so that he finds out what he can do or cannot do yet. You don't have to take everything out of their hands either. Even in caring for adults, you don't have to take everything over as if that's how true affection shows. The Lord does not do that either, taking away our responsibility. He wants you to fight against sin he wants you to be zealous for good deeds as Christian, however, at the same time, we must say it all the time, Father, I can do it. I can do it myself. Will you do it? Now, well, did you hear that? The way I put it, I can do it myself. You don't say. I can do it by myself, that would mean that you can still do quite a bit yourself. Then you would ask the Lord to lend you a hand, just like you will have to do perhaps with your little one who can manage to put his left arm in but can't do the right. Doing it together, you and the Lord. Then you won't call from the depths, for you have quite a few possibilities and capabilities yourself yet. You'll be able to get quite a ways on your own, Then you need the Lord for the rest. No, that's not the way. Prayer shows that we can't do it ourselves. Oh sure, without prayer, we could do a lot of things, You can see that all around you, people produce tremendously and impressively on their own. I could do so too, contribute to society, solve a lot of problems, make a deep impression. However, without prayer, I can't go any further with the Lord. Without prayer, I can't proceed on the way of the Lord, in the works of the Lord. Without it, I can't be saved or comforted or encouraged either. It's in the way of prayer, beloved, that we show our thankfulness to God. Why? Well, because I have become a child of God again, without any merit of myself in the first place. A true Christian has come to see God as the Father, who has come to you in Jesus Christ in order to help you in your greatest need. He has proven himself to be the one and only helper who can truly deliver us from the depth of our sin, from misery, from death. Now it is in the midst of this broken and sinful world that we show our thankfulness to him by going to Him, again and again, with all our needs. Isn't it so that you are thankful to have someone to go to for help in time of need? When you need help, you're thankful, right, that you have a helper who is there for you. Well, God has manifested Himself to us as such a helper. Now you need help. You need love. You need everything, because you don't have anything of yourself. Hence, you need His grace and Holy Spirit. That's the prayer the Father wants to hear. Do you go to the Lord with that prayer, beloved? Or are you too busy for it? doing it in your own strength the best you can? In your daily work, on your daily agenda, do you have time to speak with God, or are you just doing fine without? You may have many a meeting to speak with people, but how about speaking with God? You have that in a marriage too sometimes that you're both so busy that there doesn't seem to be a moment for an intimate conversation with your spouse, then you are rudely reminded sometimes that you haven't talked for that long. You're shocked, and you take hold of yourself, saying to yourself, we've got to keep talking, otherwise our marriage won't last. And in your intimacy with the Lord, that discovery and realization might come even much later. For you're busy. Busy with so many things, important things. Yes, things in the church even. Oh, sure, you pray your usual prayers at mealtimes, at night. But, but for your relationship, your service... Your life in the Lord? My brother and sister, remember the title of that book. You are too busy not to pray. You have too much going on in your life not to pray. Especially when your life in the Lord is so important to you, and your marriage in the Lord, and your family, your business, your daily needs, you need to pray. For without God's help, you can't do it. Your heavenly Father is not looking for a child who is running all over the place for Him, trying to be everything to everyone for Him. Your Father wants to see you come to Him, especially now that you have learned your needs and misery, especially after you have learned to know His will, for your life and learn to see your sins, your shortcomings, and your weaknesses. He wants you to come to Him with these in your prayer. Especially in the busyness of every day, the struggles are many, the temptations severe, and the attacks on your life in the Lord subtle that you have to go to the Father and confess. It's too much. I can't do it myself. I can't stand a moment. We just read a beautiful prayer of King Jehoshaphat and of the people of Judah. You know, that was a prayer truly from the depths. They realized how critical their situation was at that moment. They knew the strength of their enemies and their own weaknesses. That's when they prayed all the people older and younger people now you could say of that situation as well it's not the right moment too many concerns too tense too busy they had to prepare for battle inspect their arms and train their army yet jehoshaphat and his people unite in prayer they take the time for it they know This is the most important thing to do in this situation. That's when you hear them pray from the depths. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Well, that's what the Heidelberg Catechism means. We must thoroughly know our need and misery. And the catechism refers to that same passage. Lord, we don't know what to do. We can do it ourselves. Then you empty yourself before the Lord so that God can fill your life with His grace and with the power of His Holy Spirit. That first. And secondly... Thankful Christians pray to the height of heaven. Out of the depth of sadness, I cry to you, O Lord. Can you imagine this prayer, beloved, from Joseph, for instance, or from Jeremiah the prophet, or from Daniel in the lion's den? I'm sure they cry to God. Oh Joseph may have called to his brothers, too, While he was sitting there, please take me out of this pit. They were his brothers, right? Would they leave him in this misery? It does happen, though, that brothers are so merciless. Reuben was the only one who showed some compassion for Joseph. So if Joseph had only cried to his brothers, he would not have found much help at all. He had to seek it higher up, as did Jeremiah and Daniel. From the depth of their sadness, they cried to God. Oh, sure, God may have had a lot against them as well. Nevertheless, he was not harsh or merciless. God was gracious. He was power, powerful enough to save them. He could overcome the plans and plots of people. People have evil intentions sometimes. Yes, even if they have good intentions, they disappoint at times. Even fathers and mothers can disappoint. They can't do everything either or help in every situation. In all these and other situations, therefore, we may point at a higher helper, Refer to God, the highest address you can go to. And Today, too, beloved, we confess, a thankful Christian comes with his prayers from the depth to the height of heaven. Why thankful? Because you know your Heavenly Father. You know what He can do. Because you know what He has done. That's how Jehoshaphat approached the Lord as well and the people of Judah. Facing the terrible enemy, you don't hear them pray in fear, but in confidence, in thankfulness. They address him as the God of our fathers. They know what the Lord had done for their fathers. They know their history. Are you not the God who is in heaven did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They know the stories about the battles. Think of 1 Chronicles 5, verse 20. I quote, They waged war against the Hagrites, Yetur, Naphish, and Nodah, they were helped in fighting them, and God handed the Hagrites and all their allies over to them because they cried out to him during the battle. He answered their prayers because they trusted him," end of quote. What a power, beloved. What a love. They know. This God is our God. He's still the same. His promises are sure today as they were then. In that confidence and trust, we enter upon the battle. Well, today, we pray to the same God still. We know even more about Him than Jehoshaphat and Judah did. The history of salvation has progressed a lot since then. How important it is, therefore, that we know that history, study the Scriptures. We must, from the heart, call upon the one true God only, who has revealed Himself in His Word, we confess. Then you have to take the time to read the Bible, listen to God, and learn about your Father. We don't call upon an unknown God, a foreign God, or a fickle God. He is the God of our fathers, who manifests His mercy to to them, His compassion, His deliverance, His faithfulness. Yes, His faithfulness, right through everything, right through all the sins too. He is our God. He is our Father in Jesus Christ. And yes, what a father he is. He lifted us up in Christ from the depth of sin to the height of our sonship. He can help us as an almighty God. And he is willing also as a faithful father. That's the firm foundation on which we may rest, says our catechism. And of course, then I know, beloved, that things don't always go the way we anticipate or expect or hope. That can be very, very difficult when you pray and pray so intensely for something so important to you and it does not happen. Then we speak of unheard prayers, for that's how we experience it. Then we need faith to trust that they are heard. Then we need faith to rest on this firm foundation that although we do not deserve it, God will certainly hear our prayer for the sake of Christ our Lord. For you know your God. You know what you have in him. You know that from the revelation in Jesus Christ. And you say, in spite of all your questions, and yet, But yet, I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me." Psalm 13, verse 5. When the prayers go up to our heavenly Father, beloved, their God won't let his child succumb. I think of Moses in the wilderness when the Israelites had to fight the Amalekites. I'm sure our boys and girls know the story really well. Remember? As long as Moses had his arms raised, the Israelites were winning while they were pushed back when Moses' arms went down. That's what praying is all about. Lift up your heart to the Lord, for in Christ we are more than conquerors, In difficult times, in times of severe struggles, in days of great uncertainty, never think too little of the power of our God. He can help you, and He will. Remember His love for you and His faithfulness to you. He won't leave you. His grace is sufficient for you, sufficient also to forgive you your sins. Continue in prayer to Him also for your daily needs, for all you needs, for body and soul, which is our third point. Thankful Christians pray over the breath of their lives. Brothers and sisters, let all your requests be known to God. The Lord says in His Word. All your requests. Of course, that's not the same as making up your birthday wish list, which I may admit is not easy at all. How is that in regard to our prayer? Do you have a problem there, too? I don't want to generalize, but it does seem that there also we find it difficult to be concrete. Yet, there is so much we could ask, especially after our course through the Catechism, how many needs for body and soul have we not observed in the previous Lord's days? In regard to our life of thankfulness for our deliverance in Christ as well, how many needs have we not discovered? In the light of God's Word, how much need we can see in the world around us? And in the spreading of the gospel, the gathering of the church, and the coming of God's kingdom also, how many concrete needs come to our attention all the time? Well, today, with Lord's Day 45, all the needs for body and soul are in focus. In other words, as thankful Christians who know the Father and His love in Christ, we are urged, to seek Him in our prayer over the whole breadth of our life. The life of the younger children is in the picture. They sing their evening prayers about their needs. The life of our school children comes to mind during these summer holidays, but before you know it, they have their assignments, their tests, and exams again. There is the life of our young adults who are seeking direction, who are preparing a career, expecting to be admitted to university, who desire a boyfriend or girlfriend in order to serve the Lord together. There is the busyness of every day for the mothers in their households, for the fathers in their jobs. The busyness also of the work of others in the midst of this harsh society and rat race. There is the need also for those who no longer are involved in the world of employment, but who employ themselves in the service of the Lord. Otherwise, there are the needs from, of the chronically ill, the sick, the ones who are struggling with a handicap, Or those who experience the decline of old age in various ways. Do you express that in your prayers, beloved? Do you articulate that because you know your Heavenly Father intimately and trust that these needs are important to Him? Do you also express those particular sins? you need to fight those strong temptations that return? Do you ever pray, guard the doorway of my lips, my mouth from speaking words unholy because your tongue brings you into trouble, or leads you to gossip, or Facebook does? Do you lay your business pressures before the throne of our God and ask him to help you keep those employees at work because so much depends on it for their families, the church, or when you have a lot of money to manage? Do you pray, help me, Lord, to manage it properly, to handle it rightly? That's praying over the whole breadth of life. We need our God for all our life, beloved. There's not an aspect of our life of which we can say, I can handle that myself. There's not an area in our life either of which we can say, I'll manage fine there to be a thankful Christian. Don't think either that there is a part of your life where sin won't bother you. The way Peter was when he said that he would never deny his Lord. He could handle that temptation. Yeah, sure. We need God for everything. That's why we pray Him for everything, concretely. Yes, we are encouraged to do so because the eyes of our God are going over our whole life. He won't fill all your desires but he will keep all his promises. That's how he is. He has been that way for our fathers. He is that way as our God, our Father, who is in heaven. He deserves our deepest confidence, our highest praise, and our widest prayers. Amen.